students. Happy Wednesday. It's good to be with you. It's February, Brother Wing, and our students are listening to Answers to Gospel Questions. Along with me, Brother Lawson. That was a weird intro. I don't usually do the intro that way. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And I like February. February is a good month. A lot of what's good so great about that. February? Just because it's oh, short, it gets over quick, or what's the Valentine's deal? Day? Oh, you're one of those guys. My birthday. Oh, I forgot when your birthday is. What kind of friend am I? What day in February is your birthday? 22nd, 222. Oh, that's right. I knew that. I knew that. That's good. That's a good birthday. Yeah. Were you born on a Tuesday? Uh, Probably not. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's, <laughs> no idea. That's, that's too bad. Well, uh, students, we're glad you joined us uh, during the month of February, Brother Wing's birthday month. Uh, we'll be celebrating all all month long here on Answers to Gospel Questions. Uh, but today, uh, we're going to talk a little. We're going to continue to talk about the experience that Jesus had with Satan after he was finished fasting. I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about fasting because Brother Wing, as you know, you know, I'm I'm trying to trying to do pull-ups, like multiple pull-ups. I think I've done one pull-up. I set a goal to do a pull-up last year and I did, and I did one, but now I want to do multiple pull-ups. And I thought to my, my, my line of thinking is this, like I can either get really strong, like I can lift weights and get stronger and help me do pull-ups, or I can lose some weight. And then I'm not, there's not as much of me to have to pull up. So you see my logic there. I'm not sure if that's great logic or not. And so, so I'm, you know, I'm, I've cut out a few things out of, out of my diet and, um, some of those things I, I really miss, but I have this, I have this goal to, to do more, to, to do more pull-ups, get in better shape. And so some of these foods that like, I really love to eat and stuff before, they're not really a, a big, it's not a big deal for me right now. And I think the reason why is because I'm pretty focused. I'm pretty locked in on, on this goal. And so because I'm locked in on this goal, then I'm not distracted by donuts. And so otherwise, if I didn't have a goal or a purpose, I might not be uh, so locked in or, you know, if I, I, I donuts might I might eat a lot of donuts. I could eat a whole bunch of donuts. Let's stop talking about donuts right now. <laughs> Why don't we stop talking about it right now? I like it. There's but, that statement that says, where your attention goes, your energy flows. I've yeah. never heard that statement. but that... So you're you're right now in your life, you're more focused on pull-ups than donuts. <laughs> yes, I am. That's where I'm at currently. And I hope to stay that way for a while. You know, we're going to talk a little bit today about how Jesus was the perfect example of the way agency was intended to be used. So first, let's get a, a definition out there. Agency is the power that God has given us to choose his plan, to choose righteousness. That's different than saying agency is the power that God gave us to do whatever we wanted. All right. No, he didn't give you power so that and so that you could do whatever you wanted. He gave you power so that you would do what he wants you to do. And so that's the whole test of mortality, right? Is how, how are you going to use that agency? Are you going to use it in the way that God intended for it, for it to be used? So how do we do that? How do we get to that point where me like donuts and Jesus like important things like fighting against Satan, use our agency in ways that, that God intends us to use. So what can we learn about the savior here 
from the Savior in these chapters that talk about his temptations that he dealt with with Satan. Yeah, this is a perfect chapter to talk about when we're thinking about agency as a gift, and we can use this gift to choose righteousness, right? The point of it. And here's a chapter where Satan tries to tempt the Savior to misuse his gifts, you know? And then how does the how does the savior respond to this? So he preserves his agency and teaches us how to use ours and the point of it. And so um these are quite fascinating. There's been a lot of people that have taken and kind of analyzed these types of temptations. I mean, one way to look at it is, you know, there's an appeal to physical appetite with this first temptation where he says, you know, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And then in the next temptation, there's an appeal to, to personal gain when the, when the devil says, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, you know, and, you know, that would be a pretty dramatic scene to kind of show things. And he would get a lot of popularity and, and praise for that. Um, and then there's the, the last temptation where uh, the devil says, um, let's see. I lost it. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Matthew four. You're thinking about donuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All these things I will give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. The devil mm-hmm. says, you know. So there's this appeal to power um, in this, and you know, you might you could kind of categorize a lot of our temptations into those three. Maybe you could look at these as categories of temptations um, and encompassing some of the things that we face. And yet with all of them, like we like we mentioned last time in the podcast, Jesus responded with scripture um, to all of these, regardless of it. But it's, it's worth us kind of thinking here, like, what's the devil trying to do here? Or, you know, why am I feeling this way now? And, and uh, this doesn't match up with truth, you know, but I am not like you're like, to your point, I am not bound to do right. something bad here. Like I'm not being bossed around or forced into this. I have agency. Mm -hmm. I can make a choice here. And so I am free to choose righteousness. Um, Even though the, the, it may appear like the, everything's working against me or the, these feelings might be really intense uh, right now. And yet there are, there's power here. There's, I have access to strength um, and gifts. We've talked about the power of the scriptures, the Holy ghost, you know, other examples that we have around us, our ability to just shift our attention to something else, like all of these are things that we can do and that we will uh, want to take advantage of when our determination is to choose righteousness, but we are not forced into choosing wickedness. We have agency. And I think that's really what set Jesus apart. I mean, that's the defining, one of the defining characteristics I think of Jesus Christ is that he always used the agency that he was given in a, in a, in a manner to promote the eternal truths of our father in heaven. He never used, he never used agency, his agency to, to do anything other than uh, what his father wanted him to do. I think that's remarkable. And that's why that, and he always did that. He, he progressed even in the pre-mortal life. We, I mean, we read in Alma chapter 13, this might blow your mind students in, in Alma 13, we learned that in the, in the pre-mortal life, before we came here, we had the opportunity to, to choose, to make decisions, to use agency. We had agency there. In Alma chapter 13, verse 3, it says, 
speaking of a of a group of individuals who are super righteous, it says they uh, on, on account of their exceeding faith and good works in the first place, being left to choose good or evil. Therefore, they having chosen good and are exercising exceedingly great faith are called with the holy calling. All right. So in the first place in the premortal life, we had the opportunity to use agency and choose God's uh, will and God's plan. Jesus was great at that there. He became part of the Godhead there. And uh, we had the opportunity to choose as well. And we progressed, we progressed in righteousness as we chose our Father in Heaven's will. And I love what you say, Brother Wing, that sometimes it, we might feel like we're in a situation where we have to choose something wrong, and you don't. And and if you're like, if you're thinking right now, well, what about Adam and Eve? They had to choose something. No, they didn't have to choose anything wrong. They that was not a wrong choice that they made. They chose what God wanted them to choose. And so, never is God going to going to uh, have you have to sin in order to promote His plan. Uh, otherwise, Nephi would be up in the night, right? When he says that he knows that God will prepare a way for us to keep all of His commandments. God has prepared a way. For you to keep every single one of his commandments. Uh, it's just sometimes the temptation comes in. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you, Brother Wing. There was this girl that um, I met on my mission. Super amazing, righteous gal that went through amazing trials and hardships, was disowned by a family in order so that she could be baptized. Uh, I think she was made the Relief Society president of of our branch like three months after she was baptized, and she was 18 years old. Just incredible. Um, but we we're in, she was in a really small branch, and there wasn't there wasn't a lot of well, there weren't a lot of dudes there, right? And here she is, this one of the you know this girl that super righteous, good girl, and there weren't there wasn't a, a lot of selection to choose from if she ever wanted to think about marrying one of those guys. So I remember uh, years after I got home off my mission, she was still single. And I, um, yeah, I, I emailed her and I said, hey, you know, maybe you could consider, you know, maybe flirt to convert type thing. You know, it might not be a terrible thing to get married to a good person and um, and then, you know, try to get them to join the church later on. And, and she was so mad that I suggested that she said, I've made a choice to get married in the temple. and." Um, and that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to get married in the temple. And she was using her agency in a wonderful way in that instance where she was just she had made a choice that God is going to prepare a way for her uh, to get to get married in the temple. And um, and I respect her and think that's that's something that the Savior would do as well. Yeah, this is, you know, we can think about when we take all this information in to kind of think about how this connects to our personal lives, we might. We might want to make a distinction between weakness and sin, you know, mm -hmm. right, right now we're talking about sin and we don't have to commit sin. Our, our progress is going to involve, you know, some mistakes and weaknesses and deficiencies along the way. And we can learn from those. Of course, that's what a person with agency would do. They would learn from their evidence of weakness and figure out how to get more strength and receive that from the Lord. Um, but the point here is that, we don't have to choose sin, <laughs> deliberate, willful <laughs> rebellion um, against God, or to, or to take the gifts that God has given the, 
given us and use them in a way that would weaken our agency. I think it's another valuable point to say that, you know, you, you mentioned the savior perfectly used his agency. Like he always used it um, in the right way. And as we do, as we follow that example, we use our agency and the gifts that God has given us in righteousness. We find that we have more agency or more access yeah. to our agency. Like we can do more than not less. And in contrast, a misuse of agency weakens us and we have less ability to act uh, later. And so that's another profound point that I think is made in Matthew chapter four, as Jesus shows us how to resist temptations, that it's then after this, that you start to see his, his ministry begin and all of these right. miracles that take place. And I don't think that that's an accidental sequence of events that he resists the devil. He shows where his focus is. He has power to perform miracles. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing who you are and where you're going really helps. makes those temptations much more manageable. I mean, you can, someone could put a donut in my face right now. And in my condition that I'm in right now, I'd be like, ah, get that, get that out of my face. Uh, but uh, I really believe that when you have a, when you have a, a firm knowledge of who you are and your purpose uh, especially as we, we think about the gospel and, and having an eternal perspective, these temptations can uh, melt away and we can easily avoid them just like or, or deal with them just like the Savior showed us here in Matthew chapter 4 and in Luke 4. All right, students, thanks for joining us for this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. Come to our Institute class and share this episode with somebody else. All right, love your guts. Stay righteous.